This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. I'm Ken Napsack, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire as we continue to look towards season eight. I think it's also fun to look back at all of the seasons and all the characters and all the moments. That's part of the fun here. We don't want to neglect that, of course. And I was thinking today, which character over the course of time changed to a point where you found yourself rooting for them, liking them more, and and found yourself surprised by that. There's a lot of choices. That's what Game of Thrones does so well. Uh, it also can be maybe a switch in you went from liking them to not quite liking them anymore or seeing them in a different light. Both are interesting questions. Now, for me, it's interesting. Jamie Lannister, right from the get-go, I know he was designed to be hated, but there were some moments early on that made me think, no, there might be something more there. And I'm not a great prognosticator. I wasn't familiar with the story in season one. I was show first, book then came after. And I poured through the books and the maps and the histories after. But uh, season one, I was show only to the end of the season. And it was that moment. It's one of my favorite moments where Barristan Selmy, Robert Baratheon talking about their first kills. And they pull in Jamie Lannister to talk about his first kill. And then it turns into what did the Mad King say? And when Jamie says he's been saying what he's been saying all day, burn them all. And the look on Robert Baratheon's face. You know right there that this nickname of Kingslayer might be, well, might be justified but maybe for more of a good reason than we care to admit. So Jamie Lannister is not my answer. The Hound, the Hound's a candidate simply because there was just something you liked about him early on, but he seemed like a rat bastard, absolutely. It was that moment for me in, uh, in the Battle of Blackwater where he turns away. That's the big moment. But there was little moments along the way where he kind of in his own hound-like way at the time takes care of Sansa, watches out for Sansa, uh, so I wasn't surprised with that kind of turn. Uh, I would say, for me, it might have been Varys to a certain degree. I mean, I like Stannis. I like Melisandre. I liked him from the beginning. So uh, that's a weird one there. But there was something about Varys early on. He seemed like the problem. He absolutely seemed like the problem. He seemed like he was working behind the scenes when you're not quite, quite figuring out what's going on. And uh, him and uh, Lario Mapathis working together when Arya finds that. And him kind of uh, turning his back uh, on uh, Ned Stark. But then when Ned's finally in the Black Cells and Varys shows up and says he's got to do things for the good of the realm. Because someone has to. There was something about that that stuck with me, and it's one of the first moments you kind of do see Varys in a different light, which is ironic because it was so dark. So from there, Varys became even a more interesting character to me, not just part of the spy network, not just this kind of weird, bald eunuch that was set up to be that way on the show. There was something more there, and he unfolded. 
the historian folded more in front of me. And by the time he, he and Tyrion are tearing, uh, teaming up to rule the land, uh, I really, really started to be on board with him. And to, I t- still to this day find him a sympathetic character. And when Daenerys Targaryen confronted him this season, understandably, justifiably, I was worried for Varys' life, and it got to me. That is one of the ones that switched for me. You guys let me know. Figure it out. Let's talk about it. I have some other answers, but I want to hear your guys' first. And also right now, we're going to listen to some of your calls, uh, uh, answering questions from the last couple days here on Daily Thrones. That's what we do. Your voice matters. Let's hear about it. Which character changed? And it caught you off guard. Hey, Ken. So something just popped into my mind that I've never really thought of until now and never really had the chance to start a discussion about. So I figured I'd call in here and see what you think. I wonder if the world of Game of Thrones will ever venture into animation. Um, you know, we've seen some brilliant animation nowadays in, in many different styles, and I think Game of Thrones could really benefit from that world. Uh, animation allows for so much at a lower budget. And, you know, they could still, I'm sure there's lots of people who, if they paid them the right amount of money, would come in and do the voiceover for it. So I'd be really interested to know if you and the rest of the Daily Thrones audience thinks that we could ever see the world of ice and fire animated, um, you know, would allow us to see some of these other stories that maybe we won't see in live action because of budgetary restrictions. So thanks for taking the call and have a great night. Would we be interested in an animated Game of Thrones series, story, movie, anything? Sir Thomas the Tall, that's a great call, a great question, and absolutely. I love the histories and lore on the Blu-rays that are in the special uh, uh, special features. I know a lot of you do. That's why probably you're here listening to Daily Thrones. And if you are listening to Daily Thrones and haven't had a chance to go to the histories and lore on the Blu-rays, uh, I believe you can find them other places, maybe even on HBO now. Someone correct me. I know you can find them on YouTube, um, but they're, they're kind of scattered all over the place until you find a, a good proper spot to watch them but uh seek them out the histories and lore there's a lot of great stuff there and i'm waiting to see i think in this coming release uh, looking back on season seven they're doing about a 45 minute uh one about the doom of valyria or is it Aegon's? it's Aegon's conquest i believe i'm sorry I'm, I'm on the fly here tonight i beg your pardon information is seeping out of my mind sometimes right sometimes wrong anyways um Thomas, I would be on board completely because I love those histories and lore. You could do something more, something more of a tra- traditional animated show. Uh, not necessarily traditional 2D, but you guys know what I mean. A, a show or a movie, a two-hour animated movie about Robert's Rebellion from the tourney at Hall down to the point where Robert takes the throne. I would love that, and I'm sure a lot of people would be on board if you could bring back some of the actors from the show to do those voices or even if it's some uh, close voice match I, I totally would be on board I don't think HBO would do it I think they're looking to go live action with those uh, prequel series that they're working on right now but if there's some ideas that uh, would fit this better if it's the dance of dragons because uh, you don't want to pay for the cost of too many dragons uh, on, uh, on a live action show or, or movie uh, I would be totally happy with animation I don't think it would take away from anything 
There's uh, graphic novel versions of the Game of Thrones story. They're great. Some of the, the pictures, the, the history books from you know World of Ice and Fire, some of the artist renditions of, of stuff in the books are great. So I would love that. Now, the question is, would it, would it match more the actual uh, stuff in the books, more accurate uh, in terms of just character descriptions? You know, if, if, if Daria Naharis was to show up, would it be, have a purple beard and piercings and all that stuff? Uh, or would you want it in more in line with the show? I think in order for it to be received a little bit more you would want to have it in line with the show um but that's not even something i would 100 percent need so what other projects uh and stories in the game of thrones world would you guys like to see animated I'll, like i said i'll start with robert's rebellion but i could also see the age of heroes if they're not going to do that live action be interesting to see animated uh, i'd be on board i'm sure you guys would let's pitch our animated stories here on daily thrones Hey, Ken. So, you know, my, the character for me that changed that, you know, called me a little off guard that I liked is actually Sansa Stark. Now, I did not like Sansa in the very beginning. I thought she was kind of a brat. And then she goes through a lot of, like, hor- horrible things, but she's being used as this, this chess piece, basically. But then season six happened. Season six happened. And she stepped up. And the Battle of the Bastards, she knew it had to be done. She tried to tell John. John wouldn't listen. So she acted on her own, reached out to Littlefinger, and made sure the Knights of the Vale came. And the moment when she sees what's going on in that battle, when the, when the Vale are overwhelming Ramsay's forces, and she gives a little smirk, she truly became her own woman, her own person. So I'm saying the change in Sansa Stark. Eric with a good call about Sansa being the change that maybe surprised him and made his opinions towards that character change. And it's it's a good answer because I think a lot of people might answer Sansa, which sometimes I don't think is fair to Sansa, especially some of the – I know there's some issues with the writing of the character later on. But going back to just the beginning, she was designed to be this petulant little child, this naive girl who just wanted to believe in princes and fairy tales. Uh, and this is the change she's supposed to go to. But – they do it so well uh, with some of these characters in Game of Thrones. That's why you don't like her. I didn't like Sansa in season one, too. That's why immediately you kind of start rooting for Arya Stark. Uh, but Sansa is supposed to go through this uh, stuff, especially early on. Again, some brutal stuff later on that I, I know is not always popular. But that change in Sansa was supposed to happen. But just because it was supposed to happen on paper doesn't mean it's going to work. And despite maybe some of the problems people had in Season 7, I think Eric's point about Season 6 and Sansa taking matters in her own hands, not telling John on some of her decisions, making command decisions, and obtaining Baelish and the Knights of the Vale and putting them on her side and, and winning the Battle of the Bastards. Sansa Stark won the Battle of the Bastards without a doubt. It was her that sealed that victory. So Sansa did really become uh, the Sansa that we now see that could be a leader. She may have got waylaid a little bit this past season, but Baelish is gone. There's no more doubt in her mind, and I think Sansa is a potential uh, leader. She could sit on the throne now, and I would believe it, definitely believe it more than I would have in season one. So that's a great answer. What are some of your changes and points of view and how you like some of these characters and maybe again how they changed and you didn't like them that can happen as well there's some things that could happen another answer i do have is the wildings 
because I now refer to them as free folk. And that's another example of we're trained early on as fans, as the people are in the lands of Westeros, that the wildlings are the bad guys. They're the bad people. Why? Well, because they are, right? They've been attacking us. They're north of the wall. We don't like them. This wall is up to protect them. And slowly but surely, just as Jon Snow learns, we learn that the wildlings are free folk. And it changes the game. It allows us to love people like Tormund, to appreciate Mance, maybe even Oral Skin Changer. Orel Skin Changer, I should say. Um, I like that change. What do you guys think? Is that a good answer? Get call in. Let me know your answer. See you tomorrow here on Daily Thrones. Favorite, share, like, subscribe, all those things we need to do in a social media age. I'll see you guys tomorrow here on Daily Thrones.